dummy half. Hughes, so good at creating space there. Interesting kick, Papali'i. Here's another try for the Kiwis. Great vision again from Jerome Hughes to set up the Iceman. Kenny Dowell to Vete, goes low, goes for the line. Big Albert Vete's gone in. It's gone the way of the Robins. Albert Vete from that kind of range is very, very difficult to stop. The ball is uh, presented back. Zabi is going to be the next one, is he? Now shifted. Barrett at first receiver. Outside of Richie Mawaga floats it out to Will Jordan. And here Jordan's over the line again. James catches, puts up the three. Long go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History pilot. Are you ready for our show? Yeah, Izzy Kempi for breakfast, S-E-N-Z, just after 6 o'clock. It's a big good morning to our wonderful, loyal listeners that tune in every single morning. And it's a big good morning to you, Tony Kemp, who is in the hot seat as Rick Dog has been sniped. That cough, eh? Got the better of him. <laughs> morena, morena parata. Yeah, it's, uh, I wonder if that cough actually cruised across the river you know like when you're sitting there and you can just see that little mist coming across the river on a morning when you're white baiting down the white to the river you know like that cough and then you're sitting there and all of a sudden it goes up your nostrils and man I hope it didn't make it that far because that cough was <laughs> yesterday I had to laugh because it's been like oh um, I reckon well I know when it had started happening it started happening when we went to Brisbane for that trip when we yeah. went up there me and Sammy to call um the, the Broncos and the Warriors game came back with a nasty little cough, mate, from those aeroplanes and travelling and all that sort of stuff. But I don't know where Rick got his. He had it before me. So he's had it for a little bit longer. And uh, yesterday was sort of the the end of the the coughing, um, what do you call it, extravaganza that he'd been putting on for us <laughs> at breakfast because it's got him. It's got him. He's down. He's a wounded bull. He's lying in bed, <laughs> and he's not very good. And I, when I woke up and read that this morning, I'm thinking, oh, my, I wonder if that mist made it across the river because it better not have got me. Um, and, yeah, a big, big shout-out to our, our big mate. He's a big chair, all right? It's nice being in the big seat. Big dog. <laughs> <laughs> you look good, Kempi. You look good. Yeah, hopefully Rick's all right. You can hear a, vaguely the, the sound coming through the, the mics every single time. It's a gnarly cough, so look after yourself, uh, Rick Dog. Get well, and hopefully you are back tomorrow where we can rip into the rest of the week. But today we've got a good show. We've got a great show coming up uh, for us this morning. We're going to be talking some NBA with Sam Brief because the NBA commences today. And we'll get an update to where the biggest winners in the offseason are, the losers, who's going to struggle throughout the NBA. And uh, so we'll be talking that as well because all eyes will basically be on the San Antonio Spurs after Victor Webber and Yama. Well, what he showed in the offseason, can he be enough to lift this team to even going close to the playoffs? We'll be talking at all. And then after eight, we've got Steve Hansen coming on the show. We're going to be talking Rugby World Cup final. He's been there a couple of times. He knows what it takes uh, when it comes to playoffs. And taking on our oldest foe is the South African Springboks. We'll be talking to him. And we've got Albert Viti, who's over in the UK. We've got uh, Tonga taking on England. He's playing league up in the UK. So we'll get an update from him of where the UK competition is at the moment. And also... 
we'll be talking about that game. And there's plenty more to talk about throughout the day. Plenty of news that has been breaking throughout the morning. And what a day to break that new news. Wow. No surprises. There's no northern teams in the final. So let's not break it and take the take the focus <laughs> off the main piece. Isn't that, Kempe? Yeah, mate. That's a, well, why, why would you throw that into the mix right now? Oh, you know what I mean? Like, you've, you've got... You've got this wonderful. Not in it. I know you've got this wonderful final going on, and then oh, Billy Big Balls decides to throw <laughs> throw something out there. Um, you know what I mean with with this this new format for the Northern Hemisphere. You know what really frustrates me about the rugby union, world rugby, and the International Federation Rugby League is that yep. they have no idea. Seriously, they have no idea. Your sport at the top level has no idea, and rugby league definitely has no idea. It's taken them this game, this the stuff that Tonga's doing at the moment. The game, the the tournament, and Albert Vetti be able to talk to us about what it's like up there. It's an absolute steamer up there, Tonga versus England. Um, you know, they just get home England on the first test. It looks like it's going to be a cracker of a second and a third, but that should be played down here. That's that when Tonga came on. And really hit the ground running with with um, Jason Tomalolo and Adam Fanua Blake taking all of the Tongan boys with that passion and saying, "Come and play for the red jersey." It should have been it should have been jumped on by our New Zealand Rugby League and turned into our, our festival event at the end of every year. But instead, the English have got it. And the same thing with this Pacific Nation stuff. Now, when I read that this morning um, about Billy Beaum- um, Beaumont. And making that decision, well, the first thing you'd do down here around the tears was you'd play Tonga, Samoa, Fiji, and the All Blacks in Australia, wouldn't you? Like you that would be a fantastic yeah. um, international calendar. Yeah, totally agree, Kempi. I'm hearing you, and we'll get into that. We'll rip into uh, a lot of that chat uh, in, in a wee while's time. But right now, I'll just do a quick "Who am I?" and then we'll rip into it. Who am I? Clue number one. We're giving away a $100 Adidas Golf voucher up for grabs. Get away with Adidas Golf. Visit adidas.co.nz slash getaway underscore with underscore golf. T and C's apply. First clue. My first club side was the Glen Innes Falcons. Double eight, double three. If you know the answer. If you know the answer. I know the answer. And I know Tony knows the answer. And uh, we want to hear from you at home on double uh, double eight double three, and uh, the correct win uh, answer will win themselves a hundred dollar golf voucher. All right, kids, let's rip into it. Round one, fight. Atamari, good morning, brothers. Yes, I am uh, Ricardo again for another day. So uh, we're bringing you our triple three, and as Kempi alluded to before. Jeepers, big news overnight. World Rugby have approved a new Nations Championship tournament starting in 2026. Now, I don't know how much you've read up about this, boys. It uh, obviously broke overnight, but Dagger, just from uh, from reading over, and we'll, and we'll have a little korero about it now, are you in or out? I'm out. 12 teams, six Nations Rugby Championship, and with the inclusion potentially of Japan and Fiji, it's going to be run in July and November window. A second-tier division of 12 teams will start 2026 with promotion relegation from 2030. Now, you've already heard the crying concerns of many of the Tier 2 nations about, about playing more rugby against top sides which will be better in the long run. And now, this is pretty much blocking that 
for at least seven years and the state of those nations in seven years' time, so like, I can see them surviving potentially because they've survived this long. But how much will they, you know, like, where, where do we go, like, Kempi? Like, it's, it, is, it is frustrating because I know we are looking after the North. We need something new. We need some innovation in the game, but we need inclusiveness in the game too. Mm. And this is excluding those tier two nations. And we also don't even understand what is the buy-in from a club level because the reality is we've had plenty of pundits on our shows talking about Andrew Goodman, for, in, for, for instance, saying that it's all well and true that we have these games, but we need our top players to be available. Now, these clubs have a lot of control over these, playable, uh, these players that don't allow them to release clauses to be able to play these games, whereas the Tier 1 nations, they get released because World Rugby overrides them, really. I'm a little bit concerned. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and me, oh, hooky, mate, me too. You know what I mean? Like, mm. when, you, when you break it right down, players need to understand that they are the voice of the game. All right, but they also have to understand that they can get decisions made as opposed to allowing guys that are getting um, hooked into these governance seats and protecting their own backyard because this is a protectionist model. So this is the likes of England making sure that they're keeping tier teams two down and being able to go to the likes of the Pacific um, through their northern competitions and pick blokes that have been up there with these with these um, uh, requirements that that allows them to play for England. It's about protecting that model. Uh, and I think what players need to do, and the Players Association, and when they do these CBAs, these collective bargaining agreements, have to put in place what that actually looks like for them in the future. And 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 you know how this works, Izzy. It's all about votes. It's all about votes. So you get the you get the the right votes on the table, and they push this through. And apparently, this only just got through. There were concerns, and you're talking, you know, just over a fifty fifty split for votes. But once it gets through, and it's in and it's in your um your your charter, mate. There's nothing you can do about it. And what we're going to yep. see for the, I actually think it's a backward step. I I think the Pacific, and I think the worst um, teams that are affected are us. Down here, because we need to grow competitions down here. We've seen what Samoa and Tonga, Fiji have done up in the World Cup, and what we should be talking from a Pacific is like, what does that look like going forward for the All Blacks in Australia when they when they need to get um, competition down here? But you're being drawn into another uh, tiered system with relegation um, and promotion, basically, so that the Northern team, England, can continue to get, take your players. I think from a selfish point of view, I think it's great for New Zealand rugby because we're going to be playing a lot of the top teams on a on a more regularly basis and we're going to be, you know, growing our game here down under. But the reality is it's going to make the, our brothers and sisters suffer. For sure. For, 100%. Of, for sure. Because, and I know from us, and there'll be many people out there who have seen the selfishness of it. We're going to be playing France, we're going to be playing England, we're going to be battling against them constantly playing the top two nations, but that is looking after a small crust of, of on a global aspect. Like, um, you know, we know how much Pacific Islands, how much they produce in our country from player point of view, from an entertainment point of view, and we want to see them thrive. 
I, I, th- I want to see them thrive. I want to see Samoa wearing that flag with pride on the world stage. I watched the 1991. I watched Pacific Brothers on TV1, and they spoke about that 1991 World Cup wins. Manu Samoa, Western Samoa had had no ch- no chance. They shouldn't have had any chance to go and make it at the Rugby World Cup over in England, and they made the quarterfinals, and they lost mm. to Scotland um, convincingly. But, like, that was with no resources, no buy-in, nothing. They had the fundraise to get themselves there. Imagine if you allow these nations, like they do in the league or whatever, an opportunity to go and thrive, how successful they can be. I feel like, yeah, like, from a selfish point of view, I love it. But um, from a, a global aspect, I, I hate it. Absolutely mm. hate it. We could almost do a... Uh make-believe choices for him poll. Who's worth, who's worse off here? The Rugby World Cup, mm. club rugby, or tier two rugby? Because either side you've, you've just pointed it at Dagger. It's not very positive, is it? Well, one, one, thing, one thing it has done is it's polarised tier two rugby. You're staying where you are. How long till Australia play in that tier two competition? <laughs> well, not for another seven years. <laughs> Promotion yeah, relegation. Until 2020, 2030. It's, uh, yeah, it's crazy to think. Um, that they've got got to the situation, um, you know, like these smaller nations. What's gonna, what's the hunger? What, what's the drive for them to get better when there's nothing on the table until 2020, 2030, You know, what are the resources gonna be around? Is it an opportunity for New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, Ireland, England to put their big boy pants on and just go out on a limb here and include these nations in their calendars? That's what I would love to see. I'd love to see New Zealand say, look, we need to appreciate what our brothers and, and our whanau do in the Pacific. So do we include and just bring in a tour to go over there and tour them? We've been talking about this for years. We played one game in Apia, and I played in that game, and it was a hell of a week, hell of an event, but they haven't gone back since. Do they have to go down that track? Love to hear your thoughts anyway. Double eight, double three. Let us know. About these new changes, new global competition, 2026, it starts, 12 teams, 6 nations, rugby championship, and uh, Japan and Fiji, that is going to be run through July and November window, there's also going to be a second division team of 12 teams, which will start in 2026 with promotion relegation from 2030, so let us know please on 8833-0800-150811, Kiz. Round 2. Feels a bit funny directing after that one because, geez, it's uh, mm. it's uh, well, it's like a Rubik's cube, isn't it? We just sort of want to get to the bottom of it, finish it out, see what's going on. But look, boys, let's uh, let's go on to something a bit more lighthearted. I don't know if you saw over the weekend, Oscar-winning actor Javier Bardem. He's uh, mm. he's been lurking around the Rugby World Cup quite a lot. He's even had a go on TV doing a bit of punditry. People asking why. He played rugby for Spain. Apparently he was quite the tough bugger, him and his brother. <laughs> Who is the most random person you've ever played against? Played against, Kez. Uh, mate, uh, I guess the most – I never played against him, but this little story, um, most random guy that I'd seen play or want to play was um, Timuera Morrison, who wanted to wanted to get a ball. He, wanted to, he ran this pilot – and he came down the Warriors when I was coaching and said, mate, I've got this pilot and what I want to do, it's about extreme um, extreme activity and I want to I want to 
get the boys to kick the ball off to me and I want to run it straight back into the Warriors line. And I'm like, hell no. <laughs> Mate, have you seen the size of you? Like, And he's like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I can't be, I want to do it. I want to do it. So, so we do it. So we decided to do it. They film it. And Kit's dressed up. He's got headgear on, pads, the whole lot. He's... Smaller than you, Kez. You know, he's not a big Gee, man, thanks. Tim. He may look big in once with worries, but he's not a big man. <laughs> they kick the ball off, and the boys run up, and they 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 grab him, okay, so they don't hit him. And he blows up. He, like, blows up. What are you doing? You know, like, looking at me, and he's giving me, and I'm sort of looking at the players, and Monty and Wairangi Korpu are looking at me, and I, and I just give them a nod. I just go, okay, yep, it's all on. Hey, they kick the ball. They kick the ball off. He runs exactly the same line. So he, he's he's showing them what they're going to do. He's run exactly the same line, and they've belted him. <laughs> they've, they've actually they have absolutely cleaned up. Monty Monty's good at that. He did that to a guy who won a raffle too and came up and played. Oh, I remember that, that one. Yeah. Oh, and, he almost killed him. And Tim, mate, that was it. That was the footage. Had <laughs> to get up. Hobble, hobble off, walk off. And I, they looked at me and I was like, yeah, well, that's it. Okay, boys, let's go to training. Careful and what you wish for. And left them there, yeah. And that was probably the most random thing <laughs> I've seen from someone who shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Is he, can you top that in some capacity? <laughs> um, not, not really. Uh, the most <laughs> random guy I've ever played in any sport would probably be Hamish and Andy. You know Andy Lee? Yeah. Comedian and radio host? We played him in the Black Clash and I was thinking, oh, what's this bloke going to be like? And, uh, you know, when you've got a comedian out in the park, it's, it's funny as hell. And even in the change rooms afterwards, he was absolute hoot. But out on the field, he absolutely surprised me, mate. He caught an absolute doozy into a Napier when we were fighting back from nowhere to potentially win it. He catches J.R. Wardner on the boundary, or was it Geordie Barrett? One of them, and a, and a screamer, absolute screamer of a catch. And uh, just surprised the hell out of me, won the game, and uh, have to be Andy Lee. Were Andy they, Lee, the comedian from Australia. Was he a good chirper? Surely if, if he's a comedian out on a sports field, there would have been a bit of chirping going on. Oh, chirping the house down, mate. <laughs> yeah. And running around. You should have seen him when he took that catch. It was like he won $300, <laughs> million, mate. He was losing it. And uh, so that will probably be the, the most random. I never really played anyone random on the rugby field. Um, no famous people. Uh, there was a couple of... Uh, scenarios over in Scotland when we had old uh, Gerald Gerard uh, the 300 guy what's his last name yeah him oh. he come into the change rooms and, and sung to us but nah nothing random oh, can't wow. beat Kempi <laughs> <laughs> she was okay I love uncle in the story so maybe we could just ask him that one over and over again let's move on round three alright boys just a quick fire uh, the NBA does start today a quick fire from each year. No bits, no hair dying, no nose piercing. Because I'm the only I one want, that comes through with it, look, that's why. I want you boys to back a team this NBA season, because I've been telling you boys this is this is a year that you want to watch the NBA. So to try and get you more committed, I'm going to get you each to pick a team, and whoever goes better, I'll buy them lunch. How about that? And just remember you got a $10 budget Ooh, with me. Okay. So no prego. Izzy, you can go first. I'll let you, you I'll let you I'll let you play. You go first. You go first, man. Mm, NBA. I, I'm gonna no no, I'm gonna go <laughs> I'm gonna go Chelsea. No, no, I'm gonna go Denver. Gone Denver. Okay, oh, the nuggets. Can you take the nuggets? <laughs> that's all right, that's all right. Izzy, you've still got a great chance. You thought yeah. I didn't know what I was talking about, eh, boy? Yeah, because you just Googled no, NBA you just, champions. You just watched the finals, mate. <laughs> you just looked <laughs> up NBA champions. Okay, oh the nuggets. Dagger, Name one of their team? players. Uh the Joker. 
Oh, okay. Another player. Uh, his mate. <laughs> Deontay Murray. <laughs> Jamal Murray. Uh, uh, okay. Look, oh, do I go off my heart here and go to the Lakers? Yeah, or do yeah, I? That's your team. Yeah, nah. That's your team. Come nah. on. Nah, nah, are you just going to be a bandwagon? It's like Rick I'm going from West Ham. I'm going to have a crack at... Um, I'm going to have a crack at the Phoenix Suns. I'm going to have a crack at the Phoenix Suns. They arguably possess the most potent trio of scorers in the league with Brad Bill being picked up on the off-season. They've got Kevin Durant and they've got Devin Brooker, Booker. Um, they could be a smoky. Or we go the Bucks with Damian Lillard going there. But I'm going to go the Suns. I think the Suns will go well. Ooh, Phoenix Suns. Got rid of DeAndre Ayton. You know, I got it, eh? Here's a bit of a footprint. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. It's the sun. You know, I can go the Nuggets, mate, and go back to back champions. I don't, think, I don't think they'll go back to back. I think this will be a good one, boys. Nah. You've got two good teams, but both in the West. So hopefully you meet. I'll just, the I'll just Western add that. Conference I'll just finals. add that to my lunch list. I've got five hundred of them oh, still lying. So I'll just add right. that to that one. Digger, let's let Kimfi compose himself. I know we've got a few callers <laughs> that wanted to come through. Let's let's get out of here, Digger. Jeepers, Kimfi. All right, great chat to start the day. Keep the messages coming through. There's plenty to dissect there. But the main conversation was that new global competition 2026. We'd love to hear from you. Double eight, double, uh, double eight, double three, or 0800 150 Need a new mobile plan? Visit Kogan Mobile. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, keeping you healthy this spring.